What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D! And with me tonight is my co-host, Mr. Miggity Mac. That's that's me. Mm-mm-mm. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook page at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language, but that's not really mm. our style, nah. so we'll try to keep this rated, I don't know, what, PG, PG-13, yeah, mild PG profanity, 13. and uh, like a... A hint. A, 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 a scotch of some sort of dark darkness. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause the episode, watch the movie, come back later with that said tonight... We'll be talking about Season 7 Pantheon nomination number 7, Spirited Away. Nominated by Matthew Wade, guest voter Chad Everloving Smith. Before we get to any of that, let's take a quick walk down Pantheon Lane and say, what is Pantheon, Mr. Miggity Mac? Well, Pantheon movies, they hit on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. Acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects... They are essential viewing, and they have that, uh, that, Je uh, ne sais quoi. I don't know what that is. Yeah. They have the X every factor. Time, every though. time. Every time. Good job. Best, they are the best of their genre. If they are a, a war movie, a realistic war movie, they are the best one ever. Yep. If it's a children's animated film, or a musical, best of. Best of the genre. That's <laughs> what we're looking for here. So there's nine members on the AV Council, and every three weeks, the council member... A council member nominates a movie, and everyone else votes yes or no and gives their reasons in a 500-word write-up. And in addition, there is a guest voter each time. And the Facebook poll counts as another vote in aggregate, giving a total total of 11 votes. So you need... Two-thirds majority, which gives us... Seven votes to get in. No, so it needs. So if I get six votes, <clears throat> nope, not a pantheon. But if I get eight votes, you totally is. Uh, that's how that works. So uh, we've looked at six movies so far this season, and just to run down, yes or no, if they've made it in with their scores, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, they got eight. Perks of being a wildflower. Mm, just missed it with six. Point Break. Negative. Only got three. Muppets Treasure Island. Only two. So mm. no. When Harry Met Sally. Eight. Eight points. All, eight votes all the way in. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ten. Almost a perfect score. Almost. Almost. So, uh, as a little bit of foreplay before we get into chatting about this movie, that I wanted you to go back to your ten-year-old self. Yes. So the year is 1976. 1976. Uh, 1985 for, me. for you. And uh, tell me about... Ten-year-old Gary, what is ten-year-old Gary doing? And like, I'm thinking the little adventures you went on, sure. the things that you did. Well, so I was very heavily into the Tarzan series. Yep. I had my stepfather had an original, all autographed, every single volume autographed. I think there were fourteen or fifteen books in the series. I had read them all repeatedly. So when I was doing my little adventures as a ten-year-old, eleven-year-old, I was out there. On my bike or, or hiking in the woods or doing whatever, I was very much living that in my head, that Tarzan uh, life, of swinging mm-hmm. through the trees and talking to animals. And, you know, that was that was my lifestyle. I, I totally loved it. It was all I was all in 100 percent. Fantastic. How about you? What were you doing in 1985? Ten-year-old self. I'm hanging out with my best friend, Nick, who lives next door. Mm-hmm. And he's Nick Papadopoulos. Nick. Uh, yeah, we'll save the last name for later. The uh, so still friends with him, still mm-hmm. chat with him, but um, hanging out with Nick and uh, we had bikes. We'd ride everywhere. We're in the suburbs, but there's still little patches of trees that we can go in parks uh, and we hang out in our shed and stuff like that. But one of the things that we would do, we'd play together, and we would be superheroes and. Uh, my hero was everything man who could do anything he wanted mm-hmm. and had every power that was conceivable. And I had cool wings and all sorts of stuff. Everything and, man can fly, duh. And he, and he was Jonto, who was a half man, half cat person. 
So he had cat powers. That, that was, I don't know. We never really established that. But I feel fast. like, uh, in retrospect, that I may have uh, decided to play God. Yeah, I was going to say, you essentially cheated and said, no, no, I get all the powers. You can have whatever you want, you but get I get to be them this all. cool cat thing, and I'm God. <laughs> I was also very heavily into Star Wars. It was about a year old back then, and uh, I did do, whenever we played games with, with my friends in my neighborhood, it was always a Star Wars game. I was always R2-D2. Sure. And every single time I was R2-D2. But, um, but yeah, I had a friend who insisted he actually was a Jawa. And wore a cape and with a hood. And yeah, his dad yeah, made him, identified as a his, Jawa. Yeah, his dad made him sunglasses that had little LEDs in them. And uh, they glow red. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Anyway. Fantastic. Well, carrying on the theme of 10-year-old adventures, sure. we're looking at Spirited Away. This is rated PG. It's a fantasy adventure movie. Came out in 2001. Directed by Hayao uh, Miyazaki. Also written by... Produced by Toshio Suzuki, cinematography Atsushi Akui, uh, edited by uh, Takeshi Sayama, music by Joe uh, Hiseishi, production Studio Ghibli, or Ghibli, I don't know on that, distributed by Toho, released on July 20 in 2001 in Japan, mm -hmm. and then later on it had U.S. release, but mm -hmm. it came out in 2001 in Japan with a with a, a, a pretty hefty runtime for an animated film. Yeah, two hours at, at plus. At least at that time, for an hour and 25 minutes, two hours plus. So, um, <clears throat> this has two releases that we could be talking about. One is the Japanese release. All in Japanese. All in subtitles. Japanese. And then there is uh, an English-speaking release mm -hmm. as well. Um, that uh, Rumi Hiragai, uh, Miyu Irino, uh, Mari Natsuki... And others are the voice actors for this and mm -hmm. have done other stuff. And the voice actors who are the English-speaking actors, the the one, um, Chihura, uh, um, is played by the same Gale who did Lilo. Right. Lilo, and, Lilo Stitch. and Stitch. Right. Yeah. So, uh, synopsis of this movie. During her family's move to the suburbs, a solen 10-year-old girl wanders into a world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits. And where humans are changed into beasts, and um, just for the sake of the record on that, and it's no surprise to anyone that it is thoroughly Japanese. Like oh, it, it, it is, it is born out of Japanese mythology and Shintoism, uh, and the movie is is an exploration and a celebration of Japanese uh, culture and uh, uh, notions of the spirit world. So, uh, as far as ratings go, uh, what, what does it have on IMDb? There? Well, IMDb gives it an 8.6 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Metacritic gave it a 96 on 41 reviews with an e user score of 8.9. <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes, 97% with a 96% audience score. And Google, 95% liked it. So, it's actually a really popular movie. It is a big hitter. Yep. And... Uh, We'll, later, we'll, find out a little, we'll find out a little later yeah. where where some of that really big hitting comes from. So and also on Metacritic, just uh, some <clears> notes <throat> that it is a universal acclaim film. Mm -hmm. It's a Metacritic must see on IMDb. IMDb, it's rated as the number thirty one movie. Yeah, on IMDb. On IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, it, it just it. It, it is a juggernaut. And you also when to, it, a critical juggernaut. Yes, and you also need to remember that, you know, uh, films like this are gigantic in the world. Yeah, but not necessarily gigantic in every country. For example, the U.S. Yeah, and so when when you got something that has like a ninety six percent rating, that's international rating. Like yeah. that's not just the yeah. U.S. rating. So, um, running down some reviews, uh, Sean Levy, uh, Oregonian, gives it a fresh, let's keep it simple, Miyazaki is a genius and this film is a masterpiece, go see it! Anthony Quinn from The Independent, UK, rated as fresh, knocked me down with a feather, it turns out to be terrific. Maybe not a masterpiece, but certainly a glitter with invention, excitement, and a mysterious kind of wit. And then Stephen Hines bringing up the rear with his rotten review from Film Snub. Sorry, y'all. I give up. 
Oh. <laughs> Ow. Uh, so the uh, from Metacritic, mm-hmm. it's must see status. You've got a whole slew of hundreds. Metacritic has given hundreds to uh, mm-hmm. all, all of these reviews, and the bottom end of it is a seventy-five. So, right in the forty-one reviews, there the bottom is is not a twenty-five, a twenty, or nineteen. Right, yeah, it's no, a seventy-five. Zero. It got to see. Yeah. It's passing. It's going to graduate as a movie. Well, and on average, it's in the nineties. Somewhere. Yeah, Joy uh, J Boyar, Orlando Sentinel. They rate this as 100, visually imaginative, thematically instructive, and thoroughly delightful. It takes on, uh, takes us on a roller coaster ride from innocence to experience without even a hint of that typical kitty flick sentimentality. And C.W. Nevius from the San Francisco Chronicle, this is your lowest score, yeah. was rated as a, this, this review was rated a 75, a lovely evocative tour de force. So why does it seem we should be enjoying it more? Yeah. Right, so it's like I liked it a lot. Like I mean, like I, it, I liked it, like it. It's a, it looks like a great movie. It's hard I don't to be know critical, why, yeah. but I don't know why I don't like it more. Yeah. So uh, now we go to the Hoi Polloi, the Metacritic reviews, mm-hmm. eight point nine, one thousand seven hundred sixty-four positive, forty-four mixed, one hundred five negative. So mm. very slanted, way more than ten to one. Up on to the one. top, the Honest Jack, he gives it a ten. Miyazaki is an animation god. Spirit Away gets an 11 out of 10. Best animated film I've ever seen in my entire life. And if you haven't seen it, you have not lived. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, we haven't seen a whole lot of very, very negative besides the, the from film snub, sorry all again. So there was a, uh, like, when you scraped the bottom. Scraped the very you bottom have, of the you barrel. Found some like if zeros you searched and ones. for something less than 10. Yeah. Caleb McBoltz. <laughs> <laughs> love the name Caleb. No spangle this time. I'm gonna just I'm gonna Aww, let you know in advance. Just jump to the jump. To I'm the gonna let you know in line. advance. And over so Caleb McBoltz, who gave it a zero rates, uh, says an over the top, messy, crazy, incoherent, poorly structured Japanese take on Alice in Wonderland. Except the beautiful animation, like with every Miyazaki film, there is really nothing here for me to like. Yeah. So I always find it interesting whenever I try to make the jump and say, oh, this is a spin on, like, the parents turning into pigs is yeah. a spin on uh, uh, going off to Pleasure Island and yeah. Pinocchio. Those, the, the picture's reversed because many of those stories are spins from old Japanese stories, and yeah. but that's okay. I don't know about this one exactly, but I'm just saying I never make that jump anymore because I've been burned a few times. Well, and, uh, like, uh, Joseph, Joseph Campbell... Uh, with his uh, the hero of a thousand faces would uh, where where uh, Lucas had used the the mythology of a hero's journey mm-hmm. uh, it, it, for Star Wars to mm-hmm. kind of lay the path would say there's X amount of stories that are out there yes and you you somebody goes on a quest somebody has to vanquish some something somebody has to go on an internal journey they have to go on an external journey there's this a, is kid, a, story a kid arc. growing up right <laughs> that there there are a handful of story arcs yeah, yeah, out yeah. there but you're going to find some commonalities anyway um so let's look over at av uh facebook comments uh start well, us off with uh, alicio pasquale actually yes wait wait well, yeah, yeah, it's Alicia Pasquale. Yeah, yeah. I left a Willy Wonka on there. Yeah, for there's Naomi. a Willy Wonka. I was like, wait, Naomi, that's Willy Wonka. I, mean, I left it there for the Naomi. For, apparently, to watched the, the wrong movie <laughs> <laughs> on the page. Alicio says, "Yes, you can't tell me that Heyo Miyazaki is not a pantheon legend." This started a little argument between him and Brad about like Brad saying, "So is every one of his films oh, should okay. be pantheon?" Uh, and uh, I think Alessio said, "Yep." So, mm, well, we, uh, might, we might look into a few of those here. In so, a Josh Morris. So, I had to give this another watch, seeing as I haven't seen it in forever. I love this film. It delivers on all ends for for being an anime. In animation, it, I'm not really a fan of. It isn't really that bad. Unfortunately, it's not enough for me to vote yes here. It hasn't done a lot for pop culture, and unless you're a film buff or into anime. No one is familiar with the film. Maybe in the next 20 years with newer generations we can try again. And this is one of my concerns with this particular <clears throat> anime film is that there wasn't, that I'm aware of, there wasn't anything in it that was like, you know, that's the foundation for this. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? 
Uh, Katie Jean? Uh-huh. Absolutely. George, Exclamation point. George West. Honestly, this is one of the biggest no-brainers so far. Absolute masterpiece. Scott Herdliska. Uh Submitted a gift. Yes. Yes. A thousand times yes. Glenn Wynn. It's good, but I wouldn't consider it one of the best movies ever made. Luckily, we're not looking for those. All right. <laughs> John Shippey. So I watched it. Not a huge fan of the genre, but can appreciate some of the ones I've seen. This, though, just totally didn't resonate, and I also checked out a while while watching. It almost seemed like he was trying to cram as much effed up shapoopy as he could into this, and <laughs> it made me feel it made it feel disjointed to me. Sorry, it's an easy no for me. Hmm. Alec Tank. On a related note, I think this is the first thread I've ever seen where some people actually criticize Spirited Away and don't call it the greatest animated movie ever. It's it's a change of pace. Yeah. So that wasn't a, oh my gosh, people are criticizing this perfect movie. It's, oh wow, people actually have differing opinions on the movie. That's amazing. And I, I, I appreciate your comment, Alec. That's a nice point of view. I slipped an extra receipt on the very bottom of your page. Sure, yeah, no. That we can circle back to, by the way. But we're looking at receipts. Look at that receipt. Spirited Away. <laughs> March 28, 2001. That's, I believe, the U.S. release. 125 minutes, as you said, by uh, Heo Miyazaki. Production budget was $19 million with a domestic gross, uh, that's a U.S. domestic gross, of 13.8. But worldwide, 355.7, which includes both releases and the global uh, receipts for this film. Uh, domestically, though, with an average ticket price in 2001 of $5.65, our patented, trademarked, reserved, copyrighted, butts and seats index, we divide the uh, domestic gross, U.S. domestic gross by average ticket price to come up with how many butts were in the seats, mm-hmm. 2.35 million. Which, just a little quick calculation, tells us that it's not even a half it's a third. of the standard yeah, everybody knows the standard. Fight Club standard of, course. of 7.3 million. That Why do we even a have to explain third of a Fight Club? Anymore. No, I think that... so, And that's just the U.S. market we're looking at. It is, it is. That and, be, but we're trying to compare apples to apples. Yes. Yeah. So in looking at the U.S. market, we can look at it internationally as well. Yeah. Uh, Ponyo, uh, another uh, Miyazaki movie. 101 minutes, released in August 14th, 2009, with a production budget, much larger budget, of $34 million. Domestic gross, 15.7. That's U.S. Worldwide, 204.8. Still didn't uh, perform as well as Spirited Away. With an average ticket price of $7.50 that year. Butts and seats of $2.1 million. I went ahead and added another uh, Miyazaki uh, film on here. My Neighbor Totoro. It was an early one. Uh, 1990, July 13. Production budget was $3.7 million. So you can see this is before people started really investing into his movies. Domestic gross, two and a quarter. Uh, globally, only $30 million. I say only $30 million, but just yeah. comparing to the $204 million and 355 on the other two. Uh, average ticket price in 90, 1990 of $4.22 is butts and seats of 533000 and change. Mm-hmm. So not millions, mm-hmm. thousands. So just kind of going back in time, if you do play that in the reverse, uh, in the other order, you got 1990, butts and seats... Uh, just over half million. 2001, two and a half, 2.3 million. 2009, 2.1 million. So it's, you know, domestically, uh, it the movies are popular, but they're not nearly as popular as they are internationally. Uh, I picked another anime film, Grave of the Butterflies, which came out in 1989. Uh, 89 minutes by Eseo Takahata, with a production budget of 3.7 million, very similar to my neighbor Totoro. With a domestic gross of five hundred seventeen thousand, uh, and it turns out that's the only numbers we have. It was released U.S. Yeah. domestically, uh, so an average ticket price of three dollars ninety nine gets a bus and seats index of one hundred twenty nine thousand five seventy four. I included it not because I was only looking for high performers, but because it just sort of kind of sets the point that of like the growing, yeah. slowly growing slowly interest and in market. If you're there. working from the '80s up forward, anime. Is definitely increasing, but it's not as high as you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Star Wars or mm-hmm. or, or DC or or many of those. 
it, it's it, it appears to be a bit more of a niche niche market uh, currently. Doesn't doesn't mean it won't won't change. So the next one here comes from uh, was a nomination last year. It was Matthew Wade, the Iron Giant, uh, bringing it in there because we're looking at how animated films do, right? Uh, and August Brad 6th. Bird said he was influenced by yep. anime. 1999, 86 minutes long, production budget of 70 million, domestic gross, 23.3 worldwide, the same average ticket price, five dollars and six cents in 1999, which gives us a BSI of 4.6 million. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing about the Iron Giant. You know, looking at it in in perspective, the further we get, uh, taking a step back from it. What in the world did they spend seventy million dollars on to make that movie? Yeah, because it, it's not that different of a movie as far as what it in, it's included. But it had it spirited had, away. I think that they they were including like if I were, recall our conversation that they were including some CGI effects in there as well. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, so uh, I did a little digging. Yes. Because uh, Matthew Wade asked me to do this specifically, mm-hmm. is to give us a Japanese BSI. Or, Perfect. and we call it BSI, it's Butts in Seats Index. It could be BISI, but BC. A BC, it could be any of those, but right. BSI sounds like CSI. Yeah. yeah. I like so, BSI. BSI. So if we look at Japan, so it made, and I converted this in from yen to dollars. Uh, that you've got $244 million, $244.9 million in the Japanese box office. Ticket price, which uh, I learned that hadn't changed in 25 years. The, the same. The movie, movie, a movie cost $13.91. American. Uh, American, but it had stayed that, that ticket price stayed the same for 25 years and just added an extra dollar basically this in the last year or so interesting uh so if we take all this that the japanese bsi is 17.6 million it's like two and a half fight clubs yeah and this is if you take the population at the time uh, of japan Mm -hmm. that about eight percent of the entire i mean let's assume that Everybody just went, went just one time, but even but so. it's eight percent of the population. It represents eight percent of the population went and saw it in the theater. Yeah. that's about ten percent of yeah, like one in ten people went to the theater. You to could see say this one movie. in eleven if you want, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy how many people went to see this. Yeah, yeah. And and again, that all of that just kind of re-highlights my point I was trying to make. Not that anime movies aren't making as much money as other movies, but that domestically it's not quite the big hit that it is yeah. certainly in Japan and, and other international because you know in Japan that 240 million if you add that to the US domestic you still don't hit the 300 plus million yeah. that yeah. they actually made so it clearly <clears throat> is also popular elsewhere well and the uh, and and in the market is now spread across like there's movies and stuff but there's also then uh, now shows and streaming shows and it's all over the place and my son loves anime and uh, that's the other thing there's another yeah. generation coming and we're older that has grown up with anime yeah so there's there's Matt I'm gonna assume Matthew Wade is a generation behind me I, I don't know how old you are Matthew I'm gonna say you're probably the next generation like my children's age or so uh, but but you know your kids' age, Doug. The, the, yeah. You've got a just barely out of high old. school, and you got an in high school, and you've got a, yeah. a college grad, and uh, you know that that generation is pretty much into anime, and yeah. so that may change everything for anime in the U.S. over the next twenty years. So before we get oh. to our deep dig, so here, pause on the deep dig. We're gonna pause on the deep dig, and we've got some stuff on the table I see right here. This is the section of the show when we break out uh, what we have, uh, like, the the people who nominate these movies give us um, gifts. Bribes. They're They're bribes. They're bribes. They're bribes. They give us bribes so that we uh, speak favorably of their movie. Uh, Well, you know, we speak favorably of their movie anyway, but we we do do. appreciate this. A lot of these things end up on the special shelf. Yeah. You know, along with a copy of the movie would be the 
the cool little things, the little knickknacks. Like, we got a whole original script yeah. of one of the films one time. Uh, we got special hats, uh, koozie, all kinds of stuff. What we have is wrapped in, lovingly wrapped. Brad, Brad said he threw the paper on there. Himself, oh, lovingly so. wrapped by Brad. But inside is a nugget, uh, a, a joyful nugget. It appears to be a book. It is the the art of Miyazaki's Spirited Away. Oh, it's a lovely, lovely... It's a coffee table book. A coffee table book of the art from the movie. These are cells from different scenes from the movie, including the original sketches, uh, just like pen and ink, pencil pencil sketches of, uh, of some of the scenes, along with the fully completed cells from the frames of the movie. By the way, uh, inside the, uh, the, the, the the train station, there's a large window that has red, blue, yellow, green uh, a pattern in a circle. Uh, those are the same colors and the same pattern as a, a very important symbol in my uh, martial arts program. That was kind of cool when I saw it there. I noticed it right away. I was thinking Microsoft or Google. It does look a little <laughs> bit like the Microsoft wheel or the, or the Google, yeah. This is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Very I fun. really like this. This is so cool. When I was reading up on this, the uh, that... Um, I, I read the they didn't have a script they drew the movie first like they storyboarded and drew out the movie and then uh, built Wrote a script lines. yeah to go along with the imagery yeah and the, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's just a very interesting way to, uh, to approach making the movie so. that's cool that's awesome thank you thank you very much Matthew this is very fun we'll I won't take too much time right now looking at it because then you'll just hear silence. So, but it is very cool looking. Yep, very Thank awesome. You. Thank you very much, Matthew. So, uh, deep dig here that we'll start with an ex some excerpts from Matthew's uh, nomination. I, Matthew Wade, nominates Spirited Away for Pantheon Consideration. He does mention that he had another film in there that was animated and about a young person's journey into self-exploration and, huh. and growth and that sort of stuff. what movie that yeah. was. <laughs> uh, the f this film's animation is stunningly beautiful, colorful, fluid, detailed, and distinctive as a work by Miyazaki. However, the director ups his game to a whole other level here. Aside from the animation, credit for that emotional investment must all also go to Miyazaki's nuanced script, Spirited Away is a fantasy story in the vein of Wizard of Oz or Alice in Wonderland in which a young girl finds herself in a strange world and must trust her, trust both her wits and the help of strangers to survive and find a way back home. And through all her ordeals, she gains bravery, empathy, and most importantly, clarity about her feelings and the world, uh, and the world around her. The voice actors also help care about heroes, uh, Chihiro and the other characters for these Pantheon reviews. I'm deferring to historical precedent. See the anime marathon of 2017 and having you review the Japanese language track. That's for the reviewers. Mm -hmm. uh, now, uh, literally understanding, uh, underscoring everything is another great score from Joe Hisashi, one of the Japan, one of Japan's best ever film composers. Aside from the music, the sounds are crisp and realistic, particularly the water. Whether the rushing water of the bathhouse or hush of the pouring rain. On paper, there is no question that Spirited Away is Pantheon. It won Best Animated Feature of 2003 Academy Awards, as well as the Japanese Academy Award for Best Film in 2002, among uh, many other honors from various critics' groups. It's rated 8.6, uh, 97. We went over some of those. If you were to Google Best Anime Film, most magazine critics rank it near or at the top. But I know from experience that the AV Council and Facebook group are unpredictable, and I can't rely only... Uh, I can't rely on popular opinion. Therefore, I implore all of you to keep an open mind and an open heart. Spirit Away will always be pantheon to me, and I hope it connects with you on just uh, on just as deep a level. So, <clears throat> that was Matthew's uh, uh, nomination. You can read more about it on the Facebook page, and there's a couple other things that he does talk about. So, as we're looking at a deep dig on this film, yeah. uh, let's think about some uniquenesses, challenges, insights, just to start off with. Right on the surface, you know, we don't have any anime, as far as I know, in Pantheon whatsoever. Yep. 
Uh, and, and even if we did nothing like this, right? Uh, and challenges, uh, it's the same challenge. And um, because not everybody is, you know, uh, as enthralled with anime as some. And so I think it would be difficult for some people to, to vote for it because it's just not their thing, you know. Um, I'll give you another example. I thought Cabaret was a good movie. Mm -hmm. I really did. And I enjoyed it. And I'd say for a musical, specifically giving, giving credit, not credit, but accounting for the fact of when it was made, when the story was done, which was 50s and 60s, made into a movie in the 70s, uh, I thought that was probably Pantheon. But it's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. And people are going to have a hard time watching it. And the same <clears throat> problem, I think, with Spirit Away. We've heard some reviews already. You know, I just couldn't finish it or whatever. So I think those are that's both a uniqueness and a challenge for it, right yeah. off the top. Well, and and uh, in a similar vein, we we looked at Prince of Egypt, which had really gorgeous uh, 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 animation in it, and and scale and scope and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that it didn't connect. Uh, in some right. ways, like we did be a best worst movie with Miami Connection, and right. for some people, it was just I, 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 like I don't, I don't have a category for this. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, like I don't right. know. Yeah, and, and others we had friends we showed it to, and they're like, oh, "My life is complete. I can't believe I had never seen yeah. this before." Yeah, you know. Um, so, I think uh, as far as challenges are are concerned, that. Um, it is steeped in Japanese culture, so a lot of the symbolism is other like it, it's it it is foreign, you know. Yeah. And not only that, but it is also a story of uh, a ten-year-old girl. And while there are stories about you know, pre-adolescence and that sort of stuff that. Uh, people can identify with it. Not everybody's going to identify with uh, this story, and it is just filled a swirl of of just kind of fever dream status. Mm -hmm. So some people will watch this and be like, "What the hell?" Well, there are elements in this movie that are supposed to be key, important plot points, uh, and would be for someone who's from the Japanese culture. Um, but someone who's from the U.S. would they they would either ignore them or it wouldn't even register on their scale because they were so normal, like the fancy car the family drove, the the fact that the dad was like, oh no problem, we have cash and, and credit cards, we're, we have no problem at all, uh, the way that he dressed, you know, the the way that the father dressed, the mother, the kind of clothes they first wore. time I watched it, didn't think anything didn't of it, I had to read it. up on it, and I was like, oh, they're making taking a shot at Western Western capitalism and 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 uh, consumerism, yeah. And, and the, the fact that then the parents go in, they see food, they immediately start eating and then turn into pigs. Again, yeah. you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you weren't thinking of it... Because they were eating food that wasn't for them and also they were in the middle of a giant shrine, essentially, which means they were eating the food that was offered to the spirits. And it, and it, was, it was like they were disconnected from their spiritual reality and their right. kami. Uh, from us, we wouldn't. We would look at that and just be like, "Okay, they went there. There was free food. They started eating. They turned them into pigs." It it, yeah. it doesn't connect to some. We we don't have that initial cultural hook to understand why that was important. Yeah, and and so you know we got why she, why why uh, she, uh, the little girl was freaked out by it, but not but not the yeah. the purpose behind it. You know, it felt to me it was kind of like, "Oh, okay, uh, they." They got tricked into eating the food and got turned into donkeys, you yeah. know? Like I said, like Pinocchio, yeah. but that wasn't it at all. So, uh, for me, uh, a particular insight that I appreciated about the film, beyond the uh, the, the the gorgeous animation the of the backdrops and that sort of There's stuff... There's no arguing that. ...that um, I, I appreciated the... I did appreciate the pre-adolescent journey... That the that 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 Chihiro was on, uh, of all the little things that a ten year old would have to deal with, like the world is big and crazy. Old people look like monsters. Mm -hmm. That um, that that every that um, 
I feel like I'm going to be left alone and then I am left alone and now I have to figure out how to do this and she was a girl and had to go into a work environment and mm-hmm. now she had to learn how to be a worker and mm-hmm. uh, and all of that stuff is kind of new even that initial aspect <clears throat> she was in the back of the car essentially her entire universe was just the back seat of a car yeah I was pulled back into being a child riding in the back of a car on a long road trip and the stuff that goes by the window feels like you're watching TV screens or something that's not real. Your reality is just this box that you're sitting in. You're restricted, trying to find a comfortable way to sit. Yeah. You know, she was she would change with her with her with her feet on the seat, and she would sit up straight, and she lay the other way. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like I was pulled back into that. I thought they were they very intentionally drew that to show what her point of view really was on the world. Uh, and then you know, mom and dad are just like, let's just walk into this tunnel. She's like, uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The um. On my third viewing, because I watched it three yeah. times mm-hmm. for the, for this one, just because we like we ended up watching it together later, mm-hmm. that um, the theme of uh, that there's a that humanity itself has a stench, uh, <laughs> yeah, that all humans stink. like that 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 the the world <laughs> has kind of like this this material world has kind of a a smell to it, and that. Then you have a bathhouse, and the the purpose is to wash it off. And then you've got these creatures who are allegories and uh, uh, and manifestations of rivers that are polluted. And there's uh, that all of that that little like uh, that little thread of the smell mm-hmm. and washing away the smell and how. Uh, we need to be connected back to nature and reality and ancestors to 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 purify ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was kind of an interesting little nod, right. not a nod, but a thread. Right, and that would be that would be integrated into their cultural yeah. point of view to start with, so it would all make sense. Yeah, and to us, it's kind of like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, you know. But to them, it's like, yeah, no. So no. let's do a breakdown here: uh, acting and casting. Um. I, Okay, so part of this is going to be the difference in the way that uh, scripts and acting are done between, uh, you know, the U.S. and Japanese. But I, I really didn't think that some of the some of the casts, some of the performers uh, were, you know, the voice work was all that great. I thought uh, Jiro, I thought it was great. And uh, many of the characters inside the bathhouse the, where, the, where, she, where she worked fabulous but some of the like you know mom and dad you know i just felt like they kind of were serviceable again i don't know how to judge based on the japanese soundtrack because i'm only hearing a voice that i don't understand reading and reading a translation so but going off of the english uh one uh, that that's where i would go yeah and um i'm on the same page with you here and i and i don't know like yeah um yeah uh for me the high points the high points were the way the director and the editor put this put the actually assembled this the 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 movie itself the screenplay and story once i wrapped my mind around where they were coming from i thought were great and i'm going to call it cinematography but it's really the animation uh and the things they chose for their backdrops and and their props props but their animation you know what i'm saying within the animation the way they made them feel real even though they obviously were two-dimensional yeah uh, i thought that was those three categories i thought they were very very good yeah. four six four seven or better C- cinematography and locations like when you're talking to animation then it like everything kind of is bled it bleeds together bleeds together in categories i did appreciate the uh the use of scale that you've got a, a culture that's an island bound culture that everything's mm-hmm. tight together right that you have then these moments of giant green spaces or just vast oceans uh, like mm-hmm. and, and you feel small and lonely because of that i thought that was a nice well the, even like the large staircase she had to tra- she had to transfer that staircase several times and it was a gigantic staircase not just from a 10 year old's point of view but just it, it, if it was in reality with no rail, no safety, and I think actually someone yeah. even said, OSHA "Where is OSHA?" <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, "There's some OSHA violations on this staircase right here." Yeah, um, that. Yeah, I thought that this was uh, that, um, like drawn beautifully. That yes. the that it flowed together. There were 
times where that it did slow down and like I had to force myself to be to maintain interest um, mm-hmm. and it's not not for lack of beauty on the screen it was nope. just kind of like story uh, uh, I was kind of falling out uh, of it and it does get wrapped up pretty quick at the end mm-hmm. um, oh yeah yeah they seem to like resolve it just resolve it yeah yeah well, let's be done with this thing um so uh, a few little hits for me uh in terms of the story uh and flow um score uh we were watching this together with a, a friend who is uh late 20s mm-hmm. and, and loves animation right would rank this as one or two on the top of his list mm-hmm. and for uh for me the the score sounded nice, but it didn't like it, it. I wasn't enthralled by it. Well, he made the comment that the music made you feel what you were supposed to feel for the scene. But, yeah, but as he was watching it, that he was really vibing. Yeah, with it, and like yeah, like you were saying, is that he was saying that it like it drove the emotional content of mm-hmm. it. That was something that I didn't necessarily pick up on uh, when I was watching it. After he said it, I started thinking about it more. But yeah, yeah. Um, other notables that you would you would have on this, and I think, um, I, I, how about I'll jump in that one of the notable uh, characteristics that um, is the wildness of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like it was a like the you were definitely in a different world, oh, a yeah. different realm, different. and the characters were were they sort of. Were like uh, things that you'd find in the real world, but they weren't. Not. Yeah, like scale. They, uh, lots of playing with scale. The and... baby was twenty feet tall. Yeah, which, and... by the way, that was another theme where babies are these monsters. Giant for like a ten-year-old when they're looking at a baby, especially if it's a younger brother or younger sister, that they they are these over like they are inordinately sizable for how big they should be right and they and and they're they're fighting for attention yeah. from the adults yeah and like and they get it they win and that they fight get every it time. and they win the fight yeah so i mean but like for, the size of the head on on the 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 witch the head the head lady yeah. but also the fact that the guy that ran the bath had what four four yeah. six arms i mean they 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 again alice in wonderland like i suppose if you want to make that comparison but like the characters themselves were recognizable but fantastical as well. And so that that drove things. Then you'd have a completely human-looking, normally proportioned yep. person or character right there as well. Yeah, her the uh, the the older the the slightly older female that was helping her uh, helping her and the dragon. Yeah. Um so, uh, X Factor. Not for me. Right? It's not my kind of film, and so I wouldn't, you know, I, it had no X Factor effect for me. Yeah, and and for me as well, that it it, it I get why and it this does is for some people. Very subjective, and yes. it's very personal, but it just doesn't ring the bell, right? For me, I get though, yeah, why it would absolutely ring the bell. And if somebody is really into anime, this would be like what they measure other things against. Well, and and and. Uh, others will will pull in that this was a this was a film that opened the door uh, for anime into more broad uh, U.S. North American culture. Uh, the fact that it won the that that Academy Award, Academy Award in Japanese. But you also saw when I was talking about receipts and the investment that was put into it. Sometimes we go through those numbers and you don't make a point about well, you know, obviously yeah. this shows. But I was looking back at time, right? The investment put into this movie is what opened the door for more investment in many other anime movies. Yeah, yeah. Because there really is there really is money to be made in it, so it's a good investment, money wise, as far as the injuries industry is concerned, and that means there will be more. This movie uh, won all the awards. Like it, it, it won an Oscar in the U.S. in Japan. It has fifty eight wins at different places, mm-hmm. thirty one nominations. Uh, on top of that, as I had mentioned, it's number 31 top movie on IMDb. It is critically acclaimed. I, Metacritic says you got to see it. It's a must-see, universal acclaim. And as we went through the reviews, 
when I was scrolling through Rotten Tomato to find negative reviews, I had to go through pages and pages to, Just to find, find one. Yeah, to find one, right? Right. Um, so uh, this this has this does have wide appeal amongst critics, and um, and it did open the door. So, uh, but in terms of just personal connection, that X Factor didn't. Not for me. Yeah. And not for you, you're saying. Uh, trivia. All right. Well, some uh, fun facts. Studio uh, Ghibli producer uh, Toshio Suzuki sent uh, Henry, uh, Harvey Weinstein, who was leading Miramax at the time and was handling the American distribution, a samurai sword with the note, no cuts. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. may not edit this film. There was a previous movie that they had kind of mangled. Yeah. And this one, it was like, you don't get to touch this one. No, no. Here's a sword, but not on this film. Yeah. Uh, the film was aired uh, on Nippon TV and TV in Japan on, tw- on January 24, 2003. It became NTV's most watched film of all time with a 46.9% audience rating, surpassing the 35.1 previously recorded set by... Princess uh, Mononoke in 1999. Which this is kind of like another one I almost put in the comparison list, but yeah, this is kind of like Mash when the Mash had the finale, where it was kind of like uh, everybody who uh, shot who shot Jr. or whatever, yeah, everybody who jumped in on that, right? It was like one of those things. Where it, what was it with the? Uh, I think it was with Mash that it, it affected the sewer grid because everybody got up to go to the bathroom at the same the time. Same time, yeah. Uh, the Cleansing of the River Spirit is oh, based on a real-life incident disgusting in scene Hayu, in the movie. Miyazaki's life in which he participated in cleaning of the river, removing, among other things, a bicycle. And it is gross. <laughs> it's gross. Those purple pustules that yeah, come out. That's, yeah. that's uh, fun when, stuff. Uh, when Chihiro arrives at Zaniba's uh, house, the jumping lamp with sound effect is a nod to the Pixar logo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the second animated film to be the winner of the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, uh, the first being Shrek, and that would that would also be that would also be because that's the first two years there was yeah Best Animated Feature, but yeah one the second year lines were added in the English language dubbed version that do not exist in the original version. For example, it's a bathhouse when Sin says that uh, Heku is a dragon after she sees her parents in the barn. And the last lines between Chihiro and her parents in the car at the end. Yeah. So a couple of those were given because they were like, oh, the American audience might not recognize that as a bathhouse right. immediately. Right. Uh, and there has been widespread speculation, wrong, wrongly, that the film was shot, like the setting for the film was a brothel oh, instead of a bathhouse. Well, clearly bathhouse. It's a bathhouse, yeah. but... Well, but the term bathhouse... In American uh, uh, terminology, does not always mean literally bathhouse. Yeah, it could mean something more than bathhouse. So perhaps, yeah. So in terms of voting, so at we've this got time? at this time the AV Council. We've got uh, three yeses, Matthew, Brandon, and Jeremy. We've got two noes from Kyle and Brad. And we've got from Chad Everloving Smith, who he has given us a yes. And just to correct you, it is Chad Everloving Smith. Smith. <laughs> uh, Facebook poll is currently at 105 for yes, 7 for no. Haven't seen it, 16, need to rewatch 11. So it'll likely rest on that yes. So currently there are five yeses. And it needs two more. It needs two more. You got Nathan, Rachel, April, and Adam. Mm hmm. So, uh, so I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, so, our votes. Well, I'll tell you my vote. My vote is, after I did my little mathematical analysis that came out to it, it worked out to a 4.1 mathematically. And so, for me, if I don't come up with 4, four 5 or above, there needs to be an X factor or something to get in there. And so, for me, it'd be a no but I do appreciate the film for what it is. And I did enjoy watching the, and and thinking about it and kind of learning about all the different elements and the reason why that storyline exists at all. Uh, I do also very much love the animation itself. It was beautiful. Yep. And for me, I'm a no, uh, but it's not a 
wild away no it's like close close, close to yours it's like uh 4.3.4.4 something like that and it's got to be that 4.5 right if um, someone asked me what's an animated film you've seen that i should probably see i would tell away. them spirited away yeah, yeah. absolutely um and not uh, animated anime i apologize but for for the folks we were watching this with who are younger than us that uh that they both were this is cat's meow yeah so um any final thoughts or comments before we close Uh, i really appreciated the nomination Uh, i wouldn't have taken the time to watch the film i resisted watching the film at first because i thought i was going to not have any connect i would have zero connection yeah but i had much more connection than i thought i did um and uh i hope we get more things like this you know, we, we've had a few times in the past where someone's nominated something that I'm like, ah, like I didn't want to rewatch Do the Right Thing because yeah. I felt like I was going to stick my tongue on the third rail and, and you know, either cross a line or, or I would be, I, I was really worried about Do the Right Thing because of, because of just all the racial tension and stuff like that. But as it turned out, it was amazing and cathartic and, and, and really worked, worked for me. And on this one, uh, it was more of a personal preference thing, but uh, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I and I had that, let's say, uh, uh, Godfather was a movie that I knew it was good. I had seen it before, uh, but it was a long time ago. And then I was like, oh, okay, we'll watch this thing. And then I watched it and I was like, this, <laughs> this is amazing. Right? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Schindler's List was a, it was a film where I was like, oh, yeah, I know this is a great film. I watched it the last time. I thought it was like, this is an amazing mm. film, but I don't know if I ever want to watch it I again. I don't have the strength. Oh. Um, and yet we did. But we did, and it, and, and it, and it was interesting. So, and, and going on the theme of everything is kind of wacky this season mm-hmm. in terms of the nominations coming all over the place from different... Everywhere. Uh, but it does feel like this season has kind of a reversion towards childhood. It uh, does. Like that there's uh, either going back on um, children's journeys or movies that were important when we were kids or right. that right. sort of stuff. You know, of the first six movies, four of them are either a child's journey or a movie made specifically for children that resonates with adults as yeah. well. Uh, and then and, you have and, When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And then you have When Harry Met Sally and Point Break. Yeah. Which, it, you know, neither of those were made for children. Yeah. Uh, but but they are from a time when we were younger that yeah. we watched them for the yeah. first time. So. Yeah. Um, so, folks, as always, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Where can Videoland find you? You find me on Facebook on uh, Adventures in Videoland. And you can do the same for me. Uh, and you can find us on Instagram, adventuresinvideoland.com, uh, our website, which has a bunch of other cool things you can check out. But the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. So, you've been listening to Criticism in its Finest Hour. Until next time, Videolanders. Uh-huh. 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 U